This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Sunday, November 15th, 2020. On this day in 1902, Italian anarchist Gennaro Rubino attempted to assassinate King Leopold II of Belgium. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering Gennaro Rubino's failed assassination attempt of King Leopold II of Belgium. Let's go back to the city of Brussels on the morning of November 15, 1902. Belgium mourned the late Queen Marie Henriette. While the 66-year-old royal had passed away months prior, her burial was scheduled for this day, November 15th. Following a tasteful memorial service at St. Gudul's Cathedral, a royal procession of carriages departed the church and made its way down Rue Royale. Among the crowd of onlookers was 43-year-old Gennaro Rubino, an Italian anarchist out for blood. Initially employed by the Italian embassy to spy on anarchists in London, Gennaro grew sympathetic to the cause. When his allegiances were discovered, Gennaro was relieved of his duties. Unfortunately, the anarchists didn't want a double-crossing spy either, and he was ousted from the group. But Gennaro was resolute in his newfound beliefs. He longed for an absence of government. In hopes to prove his loyalty to the anarchist cause, Gennaro set off to Brussels to kill a symbol of the authoritative oppression he despised. Fortunately for Gennaro, a royal cortege was passing by, which included a prince, princess, and the 67-year-old King of Belgium, Leopold II. It wasn't the first time he had crossed paths with royalty. Earlier that day, Gennaro had placed himself near the cathedral in hopes to kill the king. But his line of sight was obstructed. Concerned that he could kill an innocent soldier rather than an oppressive tyrant, Gennaro rushed down the Rue Royale for a closer shot. He pushed past the masses and positioned himself in front of the Bank of Brussels. Then he narrowed his eyes on the line of carriages approaching and readied his revolver. But the royal cortege moved faster than expected and the first carriages passed him by. Pressed for time, Gennaro took aim and fired three shots at a trailing carriage. Of the three rounds, only one drew blood. A bullet pierced through a carriage window, and shards of glass scraped the face of the king's grand marshal. 
As the royal cortege quickly returned to the safety of the palace, Belgians loyal to the crown gathered around the Italian anarchist and attacked. They wanted retribution for the attempted assassination of their beloved king. But before they could kill Gennaro, the police broke through the angry mob and pulled him to safety. However, he was hardly out of danger. Coming up, King Leopold II's response and reign of terror. Hi, listeners. To celebrate our favorite month, Parcast Network is releasing a slate of new shows leaning into all things spooky and spine-tingling. And now we're bringing you an original series called Superstitions, featuring the origins and impacts of our most unusual beliefs and the stories of those who dare to defy them. Every week on Superstitions, hear a new drama that illustrates the eeriness and unlocks the mysteries of humanity's strangest codes of conduct. Like holding your breath while passing a cemetery so you don't wake the dead and make them jealous, or carrying the foot of an animal known to have an evil eye, or using iron to keep away the devil. They may seem mystical or even completely illogical, but one thing is certain. You ignore them at your own risk. You can find and follow Superstitions free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. To hear more ParCast shows, search ParCast Network in Spotify's search bar and find a growing slate of spooky October programming to enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some... The gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On November 15, 1902, Italian anarchist Gennaro Rubino tried to kill King Leopold II of Belgium. The assassination attempt was a complete failure. Instead of inflicting mortal wounds on a monarch, Gennaro nicked the cheek of the king's grand marshal. Meanwhile, King Leopold II remained unbothered by it all. He went about his day eating lunch at the palace, then boarded a train out of the city. Three months later, in February of 1903, Gennaro's trial commenced. Rather than showing signs of remorse to bolster his defense, Gennaro proudly declared, I am not the accused. It is you and the whole of your rotten society which keeps labor in slavery that stands accused before me and the anarchist party, and we condemn you to death. Gennaro was found guilty of attempted murder and sentenced to life behind bars. The citizens of Belgium celebrated the ruling. They adored their king, who commissioned impressive works of architecture and pushed for progressive labor and education reforms. But while the Belgians loved their king for his great contributions, King Leopold II harbored a heart of darkness. Seventeen years earlier, in 1885, 
King Leopold II had seized control of what is now known as the Democratic Republic of the Congo, not on behalf of the country of Belgium, but for himself. As the sole proprietor of the colonized territory, he promised to bring so-called civilized advancements and improve living conditions. He only brought death and destruction. King Leopold II sent an armed militia to enslave the Congolese people for personal profit. The population was forced to plunder Central Africa's natural resources to grow and harvest rubber plants. Women and children were often taken hostage as the men were forced to collect rubber sap in large quantities. If the strict quotas were not met, they faced dire consequences of rape, mutilation, and death. King Leopold's reign in the Congo is believed to have caused over 10 million deaths. In 1904, English missionary Alice Seeley Harris photographed the gross atrocities of King Leopold's oppressive regime. One of the most heartbreaking images captured a Congolese father staring down at his five-year-old daughter's severed hand and foot, a punishment for failing to meet his rubber quota. Thanks to the determined efforts of humanitarians and journalists, news of King Leopold's reign of terror spread across the globe and inspired such iconic works as Mark Twain's King Leopold's Soliloquy and Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. With mounting outrage and international pressure, King Leopold II finally ceded control over the Congo in 1908. The citizens who had rushed to defend him from assassination no longer held him in such high esteem. One year later, in 1909, King Leopold passed away. Unlike the warm procession that his late wife, Queen Marie Henriette, had received years earlier, crowds booed at the royal procession following his funeral services. It wasn't how Gennaro Rubino envisioned it, but the Belgian people finally saw Leopold for the monster he was. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Jane O, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Remember to follow Superstitions for new episodes featuring our most unusual beliefs. Are they side effects of ancient folklore or truly the masters of our fates? Look closely and examine the writing on the wall. Superstitions airs every Wednesday, free on Spotify.